Welcome to The Wave, where we discuss the wave of AI adoption as it happens with some of the industry's leading experts. Like, subscribe, and share to join the discussion about the future of AI. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Wave, where we talk about the future of work and how AI is going to shape the future of work and how it's used specifically in the enterprise. Today's episode is on how AI will change the enterprise and the way we do business overall. As a recap, last week we talked about how AI may or may not take your job, um, and we really don't believe that it will. We believe that there will be a change or a shift in the workplace, and AI is really at the forefront of that. We believe, though, that ultimately there will be a human to AI interaction and the most appropriate way to bring artificial intelligence to use at work and in the enterprise is with full transparency behind how, where, and why AI is used at work. So today we're gonna to kind of expound upon that a little bit more and we're gonna talk about how AI is and will be changing the enterprise and how we do business. So with that, Joel, I wanna kick it over to you for uh, maybe any opening thoughts and we'll kind of take the conversation from there. Absolutely. Well, good morning, everyone. And the the first thought that I had was it's really interesting to see everything that's happening in the market. And I want to come back just for a second on this open letter uh, that has been uh, published by the um, uh, Institute for the Future of Life with uh, a lot of prominent uh, actors and and uh, you know members and and leaders, thought leader in the technology sector that we're calling on putting a halt on the AI experiment that is it's being uh, put in that in that letter. And so I just wanted to start with this because it's really interesting as we see uh, the the hype happening around the latest uh, announcements on large language models and AI advancements, and now the fear setting in on all fronts. Uh, from the public as well as from leaders that are extremely well educated on on the matter and so i think that uh, as we talk about the enterprise and how work is being is going to change and going to evolve with ai i just wanted to start with this thought because uh, i think that this thought is really putting in perspective the fact that there is a, there's a bit of an overreaction. Uh, it's, it's not gonna be possible to stop uh, what's happening right now. So this, uh, this request is maybe good to put some, um, some awareness in, in folks that don't have that information, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's not gonna be able to be stopped. So I, there are some things that can be done to uh, mitigate some real risks about AI. But I wanna start by saying that current AI systems are not intelligence. And the, the large population thinks that they are extremely intelligent and we're not there yet. And that's why as we talk about how things are going to evolve in the enterprise, this is not gonna be in the context of Hollywood science fiction. This is really going to be about what enterprise can do today and how can they apply this very exciting technology to increase their their business profit growth and overall employee satisfaction can we pick at that um, statement you just made which is that 
the current AI models and systems that we have are not intelligent. Can you expand on that a little bit for us? Like, what does that mean to you? I can definitely expand on that for the next five hours, but I will try my best to keep it short. Um, so what that means to me is AI models in order, and th there's a lot of debates uh, among experts on what does consist of an intelligent system. But there are some very basic principles. And an intelligent systems must be able to <clears throat> continuously learn about experiences and change the course of action based on these learnings moving forward. That that's a, the most basic definition of uh, intelligence that I've I've heard. And I'm talking about machines. I'm not talking about beings or anything like that, which would be a whole different uh, topic. So when we look at products and solutions like ChatGPT and large language models that have been released, there's absolutely no intelligence. It is fooling us in us believing that it is intelligent because it's very impressive. I don't want to diminish the, the, uh, the accomplishment of, uh, of, of these solutions. It's, uh, it's really, really well done. And it's impressive because it has been trained on so much information that none of us have anywhere close to that kind of information that we have been able to uh, to assimilate in our throughout our, our life and so it is very it's providing a, an illusion of intelligence because you can ask a lot of questions with we'll come back with very eloquent responses but these responses are static it's based on a one-time ingestion of information and it does one thing and one thing only ask me something i'll give you an answer that's all it does and so if the information changes or if there's a need for several stages of uh, of action these systems will simply um, uh, not being able to, to deliver on this uh, it is very very difficult to implement an intelligent system and that's what uh, uh, scientists have been trying to do for decades um, there are some some breakthroughs and and possibilities on the horizon but it's it's definitely not around the corner it's in a way what that explanation kind of brings to mind for me is the kind of analogy of well, you can memorize facts, you can memorize statistics, but true intelligence uh, is when you can apply what you've learned to solve novel concepts or new ideas. Um, new issues can have um, you know many different solutions. It, and I guess what I'm trying to get to is with the current AI models that we have out there, they can solve for problems or create content based on past information. It's it's memorization and um, and, and reframing, restating stuff that's already out there, but it may not be able to truly create something new. Is that uh, maybe a, a way to think about it? I think it can create something new, but it cannot create new actions and new decisions. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So this is this is where from a an, an evolution, as we enter and talk about how things are going to evolve uh, in the enterprise. This is where I want I want to now bring it back to this uh, current state and to apply and to be realistic about what are the opportunities and 
put a little bit of um, logic and key information on uh, making sure that uh, uh, the, the public and population understand what is AI going to, to provide, what changes are coming, uh, and, and what is not going to happen. And the, the first thing I want to start with before we dive in into more details is we think that AI is going to change everything and that as soon as AI is at the level where it, we're expecting it will get, that the human can be taken out of the loop entirely. And again, that's something that, uh, let's make a, a quick, a quick um, uh, uh, you know, assumption for a second. If next week we have an AI system that is as performant, intelligent as a human, and you have that AI system available to you and your team, if you had a team member, so now you compare, same, same capabilities, same intelligence, one AI system, one team member. It doesn't change the fact that uh, why do we have managers? Why do we have leaders and uh, uh, people that, uh, that, that make sure organizations achieve objectives and, and grow? The same thing is going to apply with, with AI. There's no, yes, there's going to be, if that were the case, there's going to be a lot of changes on what can be accomplished and what cannot, but still there's going to be a need for human in the loop, human supervision and human leadership. So you can see that even at the extreme of something that may happen in decades from now, there's still a human in the loop. And so, that's why I, I want to I right away uh, uh, put it to bed that uh, this, this idea of AI completely taking over and changing our, our workplace is not going to happen anytime soon. It doesn't mean there aren't any short-term risks, but these risks are definitely not about replacing humans. These risks are around regulations. These risks are around um, uh, making sure that uh, what is being put out there as information is, uh, is accurate, that information, we know there's already an epidemic of misinformation on social media. And so the, the era of, uh, uh, you know, multiplying that content being AI generated with, uh, with content that uh, may or may not be factual is going to make that problem a lot worse. So there's going to be a need for, um, uh, for standardization, for legislations, for technology to track uh, source of information. And all of this is where uh, governments and institutions should focus their main efforts right now. Uh, I don't think we can stop that that wave. Uh, I don't think we can stop that trend. Um, and it's a very powerful evolution. There's a lot of motivations behind companies and individuals using these technologies, and this is not going to stop. Well, that really just brings up the fact, though, or the, the premise of transparency, right? We need to have transparency in how artificial intelligence is used and how it's regulated, legislated, and so on. And without that transparency, we can't fully trust it being used in an ethical way, in a non-biased way, and in a way that is progressive, right? And uh, when you have those, 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 I guess, full transparency in, in mind, you're able to fully trust and, 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 and utilize it to its fullest potential. 
This is a great point. I heard a term uh, a couple of days ago about uh, the black box problem for AI. And what that means is the problem where you, you can ask a question to an AI solution and you get an answer, but you have no idea where the inf what, what, what went into that decision, where the information came from. There's absolutely no way to know. I think that uh, as we get into the enterprise and how AI can be applied to everyday work, every worker, every employee, every team member will want to make sure they know how the AI made the decision. And so that's why instead of having this huge, gigantic uh, amount of information that is used in a black box to make decisions and produce content, it has to be more transparent. It has to be that every decision, every step is visible. Every um, uh, source that is being used can be tracked and attributed. Uh, and that, that is the only way in my mind. There's, it's not just one way. It's the only way that not only AI can be used, can be trusted, but that it's the only way that uh, legislations, copyrights, and all of these extremely important issues in regulated industries are going to be able to be addressed. That's great. All right, so we've talked about really what we believe um, is important for AI to truly be uh, leveraged and trusted at work. Let's kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the um, important things about like why we should be thinking about using AI at work both today and into the future as these systems progress what's what's the purpose there are many uh motivations for enterprises and pretty pretty big motivations to adopt the technology and i, I will focus just on the enterprise and therefore you know the workplace as opposed to the consumer uh, space the first thing is uh, we have been talking now for many years about digital transformation and as we think that this is uh, in full swing and, and deployment, if you look at regulated industries and how they are doing business, there's still a lot of business that's being conducted uh, on a paper-based uh, approach. And so I ask myself the question, why? Why, we know that paper you know, requires trees it's it's bad for the environment it's inefficient it's there's, there's all these reasons why we should get away from uh mass transactions in uh, in uh, using paper you know that includes mortgages it, it's it's only now starting that uh mortgages can leverage uh technologies to to be um uh, to be electronic um and so these these elements are not progressing as fast as we think. And I believe that the main reason for that is digital transformation works great when you have a digital input. Uh, as soon as you don't have that digital input and that you need to um, deploy systems, that you need to uh, deal with legacy content, it's extremely, extremely expensive to make the transition. And so that's why this transition is happening. It, it's definitely uh, getting there, but if we look at, at 
the the percentages there's still a majority of businesses that conduct a lot of their transactions on paper and so the reason i'm bringing this up how does that relate to ai i think that ai can help with that digital transformation and 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 it starts with very simple technologies such as um, uh, the ability to uh, uh, to translate uh, paper-based or even unstructured you know pdf type content and uh, extract the digital information out of this this content and it's it's really interesting because very often people will say uh, uh, and I, I I hear this objection in in discussions all the time there are a lot of systems that do that today and it's true but these systems and these solutions are very narrow they require a lot of specific training they require a lot of maintenance and they are extremely expensive to deploy and and maintain so AI can help with this and a more advanced AI that can handle more uh, different types of, of, of content that can have a lower barrier of entry from an economical point of view will really help uh, accelerate that digital transformation. And once we have this step to that next level, um, this enables companies to automate so instead of having somebody going through stacks of papers going through uh, uh, thousands of pages on the PDF document now <clears throat> the AI can truly uh, do its thing and uh, and accelerate uh, the, uh, the the processing uh, of these these um, uh, of, of this this information and so this is really the basis a very strong foundation for performance of certain businesses so if you look again at the financial services industry there's so much that needs to happen on a transaction basis and so much volume of content that needs to be processed that enabling that automation is a game changer and so what is happening now is there's absolutely um, uh, th there's no question about whether or not this is going to happen it's happening now and so companies are have have actually um, understood this this issue and this opportunity and now there's a race that is taking place with companies starting to deploy some more advanced capabilities more advanced ai solutions and that gives them a significant uh, competitive advantage and because of that competitive advantage other companies have no choice they can't say this is the way we've always been done before they will fall behind significantly not just a little bit if they don't adopt the same automation capabilities and so this is where uh, that's that's a, a huge motivation that is um, is is triggering planning and fundings being allocated in these companies to appropriately handle this transition and as the second the, as yeah, the, I just, you go right ahead joel let's finish that i up. just wanted i just wanted to mention a second aspect that is also extremely important which is employee satisfaction we don't talk about this as much but there are a lot of employees that uh, need to do extremely repetitive work and uh, contrary to some beliefs 
these employees would rather do something more interesting. I, I have yet to hear one person that tells me, no, I don't want any more interesting work. I just want to keep doing this repetitive um, uh, you know, project type approach. And, and so because of that, there's a lot of turnover. People are quitting their jobs and it's very hard to retain talents. And so back to the innovation, companies that manage to transition to more innovative solutions and way of work will be able to retain and attract more talents. That makes perfect sense. So like you're, you're supercharging what you're able to do at work, which then enables teams to move quicker and allows for people to um, decrease the time to value on these repetitive drudgery-based tasks um, and also think more creatively. You can manage a solution or a software to do the stuff that otherwise would take a long time or be very frustrating to do, which frees your ability to do other maybe higher value or more creative-based work. Exactly. And stuff like yep. that, that the speed or the power of the device or the chip or whatever it is that we're talking about goes up exponentially with time. And um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on what that means in the context of artificial intelligence as we get into this competitive race between different models and organizations utilizing it. Do you anticipate that we're going to have this exponential growth in abilities, strength, um, you know, overall capabilities as well as usefulness? I think that uh, it depends what we include in the exponential growth. There will be in uh, the, the growth of doubling the power every 18 months, every, every two years is definitely gonna continue for a while. Uh, it's uh, obviously, um, we, we know recently that uh, uh, um, the Moore's Law and uh, Dr. Moore uh, passed away. Uh, and so uh, that's been a, a long era that has been, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with Moore's Law, but that means that every 18 months, the uh, density of, on, the, on a chip, uh, computer chip, is doubling. And so this um, now is uh, going to continue. There's going to be some, some physical, so, some, some, um, uh, yeah, some physical limits to this uh, this growth. However, there's going to be so th there's been already a few times uh, folks saying that uh, this was not going to be able to be possible anymore. But there's there's still the ability to put more chips, and so that compute is going to continue uh, to grow. the The number one uh, side, uh, not side business, but uh, indirect business that's going to benefit from AI is uh, cloud providers. Cloud providers are going to see the uh, compute and the capabilities at that, that is required to power all of these AI systems grow exponentially, definitely. That part is, is gonna be exponential. Uh, where things are not going to be exponential in the short term is these AI systems not only need to make decisions, they also need to act on something. And so if an AI system is driving a third-party system that uh, requires a 12-hour processing time, uh, it, that time is not going to be accelerated any, uh, not exponentially anyway. So, so the, the, to take the entire ecosystem 
the AI uh, solution is the brain of these solutions. And so all of the, you know, the legs and, and, uh, and task-based and environment around these, uh, these brains will not be able to, uh, to keep up uh, just yet. It's the same as we can think about something a lot faster than we can do something. Uh, and so the same is going to happen with, uh, with AI solutions. So exponential growth on the capabilities, the ability to process and think, and, uh, and, and slower growth on how and what the output will be able to, to produce. That makes perfect sense. And like I said, a bit tangential, but I think it's an interesting bridge into a topic that I wanted to, to kind of move into, which is how AI at work is really enhancing our decision-making abilities and um, the fact that it allows us to see data and to make decisions in such a, I guess, quick and efficient, effective way. Um, I'm interested to hear kind of what you think about decision-making and, um, and just overall progress in creative and um, analytical-based tasks at work. So the, the number one thing to, um, uh, to make better decisions and to, to have more success in making these decisions and having a better, better outcome and, and more enjoyable workday as well is to have uh, more information available. And so the AI solutions that um, uh, will, will change the way things work are going to be uh, supercharging the humans. They're going to be gathering a lot more information, pro not just gathering, but processing. Think about um, uh, lawyers or think about uh, accountants. And I'm, I'm talking about not just individual you know, income tax return accountants, but more corporate accountants that need to uh, understand and go through thousands of pages of content for, for a given company uh, to, uh, to file a certain tax return or for a, a lawyer to go through so many uh, case file cases to, uh, to make for a defense attorney, for, for example. Um, so the way things are happening today is that these folks need to skim through. They developed a, a almost inhumane ability to digest information, which I, I'm always impressed, but it's, uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, a lawyer doesn't have to spend time reading papers and papers. And of course, there are teams of people that can go through it. There are associates that do that, but still, the, you, you would want to have the expert, uh, the person leading uh, a, an investigation, a due diligence. These people, you want them to have as much information uh, available at their fingertips. And you don't want necessarily to have too many layers of, of translations in between. So again, I, I put it back in perspective, going from the Hollywood scenario where we see AI doing, uh, you know, having a robot doing the, the, uh, the defense in a, in a, in a law case uh, to, to having AI providing all of the information to a lawyer that can make decision, it's a very different scenario. Uh, one of them is uh, a lot less exciting for uh, storytelling, but nevertheless, uh, the reality of what's happening today and, and a game changer for these, uh, these tasks. And so the ability for the AI to not only extract 
information, but to extract insights, to make decisions, to make suggestions on thousands of pages uh, for due diligence cases is a game changer. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, key leaders in the industry have recognized that. A lot of customers that uh, I talk to have recognized that. And uh, this, is, this is a very exciting uh, s next step on, on how we can assist those uh, uh, very talented and highly skilled professionals um, to, to do their jobs a lot faster, a lot more efficient, and with much better outcome. Yeah, and, and so that's using AI to streamline operations. It's using it to quickly get through tedious data that would otherwise take droves and droves of people. Um, and again, to something that we spoke about earlier, it, it increases time to value. I think that's really the core, right? It's, it's getting rid of the drudgery. It's getting rid of the, I don't want to call it menial tasks, but the stuff that just takes a long time you can really decrease that time and just add value much more quickly. And in the cases you just mentioned about tax and about law and things like that, um, that's phenomenal because it's better outcomes for the customer and it's better outcomes for the for the, the employee, which is something that you spoke about earlier. Like they are able to spend less time doing stuff that's tedious and difficult and they spend more time doing something that is adding value to the organization and to the customer. Absolutely, and also I would say this goes, once we, at, we achieve these goals, it goes to the next level of impact because, so let's take the law sector, the legal sector. Now, all of a sudden, you can go through cases a lot faster. We know, we know today in society that there are some obstacles to certain um, objectives, certain projects, certain people have visions of, of, of doing something or, or making something better or uh, address some of the, the biggest concern of our, our era, which is, for example, climate change. And, and you can see that a lot of projects will be stalled for legal reasons. And so you can imagine now if we can speed up the legal system, if we can speed up the tax system, if we can speed up the medical system, this is not just about growing, uh, adding to the bottom line and, uh, and, and creating more jobs and, and uh, removing the drudgery. It's about making the society as a, as a whole more effective for, for things that we've accepted that take forever to accomplish. So the same way as if we transport ourselves a hundred years back, um, there was absolutely no mobility in the world. It would take forever to go from one continent to, to the next. And so these were accepted limitations. You can see now what happened a hundred years later when there's no more of these limitations, how much more we can accomplish. And so now I think it's a time where as a, as a, as a collective, we can take a look at these, these bigger obstacles, remove them, and see how we can accelerate not only the, the uh, businesses, companies, the workplace, but society as a whole. Wow, that is so compelling. And you know, I have to admit, Joel, that's not something that I really had thought about is the, we'll call it the greater good of humanity, right? And society overall. 
Um, and, and the way that you painted the picture about travel from, we'll call it the you know, early 1900s to today in the early 20s, uh, 2000s, excuse me, um, that really tells a story about how fast progress can be made. And with the abilities that we have today, how much faster perhaps and further we can go with the help of AI. And I was going to, to move us into um, some kind of recap and closing notes, but my friend, I think you I think you closed it out right there. That was, we'll call it a mic drop moment, the way that you spoke about that. And I'm I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Anything else you want to add about AI at work and in the enterprise? No, I, I just the, the reason I, I it this is so dear to my heart is that uh, for me my my entire career I've been looking for the greater reason why I'm in high tech, why I want to uh, contribute to technological evolution, and with AI I I really feel um, a compelling uh, reason to uh, to to take that and not just apply it in a myopical in a in a close-minded and uh, also to to help the the population as a whole to uh, to leverage this uh, wonderful opportunity that we have as opposed to uh, fear it which again it's been throughout the centuries always been uh, the, the the same issues but uh, uh, yeah absolutely I, I think that there's a, an absolutely once in a lifetime opportunity for all of us with AI and uh, I will make really sure that we don't miss it. I am so fired up. I am excited to be really um, immersed into it at this early, uh, early kind of inflection point of AI and can't wait to see how it continues to play out. As always, these conversations are just so beneficial for our, our listeners to be informed about what's happening in the, the present in artificial intelligence, but where we also see it going in the future. So, Joel, um, I want to thank you for uh, for just dropping so much awesome knowledge and insight this morning, and I'm ready to do it next week again already. Thank you for having me, and uh, really enjoyed the discussion as well.